Welcome to Getting Unstuck with Meredith Moore Crosby. I'm a leadership coach, communications expert, and author of Getting Unstuck, a guide to moving your career forward. I'm here to help you apply the best practices of mindfulness and productivity so you can advance at work. In each episode, I shine a spotlight on the mentors, advice, and proven strategies to teach you how to advocate for yourself by making your goals and vision a priority. Tune in as I share the lessons learned from making an impact inside and outside of corporate America and guide you to understand and practice what makes you happy. Hi, and welcome to Getting Unstuck with Meredith Moore Crosby. If you have been feeling stuck with your health, if you know what it is that you need to do, but you still haven't been doing it, if you are using the global pandemic as an excuse to put yourself second in your life, man, do I have the person to talk to. I have been following Aaron Ace Simpson on the internet, and I believe that he is the person, in addition to his business, New Normal Fitness, to help you with some actionable tips on how you can get yourself moving, how you can get yourself unstuck, and how you can get motivated right now. So with that, I would like to welcome to today's episode, Ace. How you doing, Ace? I'm doing fantastic. Sorry about the... Uh... The fire truck, that's how North Hollywood gets down. Fire truck, sirens, um, but we're good though. I mean, I'm happy to be here. Fun. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, thank you. Thank you for taking the invitation. Yeah. I mean, I know, I know it is relevant for the audience because I know it's relevant for myself. And I know we were talking in the pre-interview, but in this time of Zoom meetings, it seems like we have more time. But for a lot of us, it actually seems like you have less because now yeah. you're sitting there, you're booked from the beginning of the day to the end of the day. So I'm mm -hmm. so excited to be able to connect with you and to be able to help with just what is it that we can do to get unstuck. But first... I always love for people, I think one of the big issues that we have is that there's this perception, especially when we see people getting it in on the internet, that life right. is somehow easier for leaders, that life is somehow simpler. So Ace, will you just hit us with a getting unstuck story of your own? Sure. Let's just go straight to it, straight to the meat. <laughs> um, so just kind of give you, give your audience a little bit of a backstory. Um, I'm 33. And I'm originally from Detroit and I grew up wanting to play basketball. Basketball was like my dream. I wanted to be in the NBA and I was very, very close, but unfortunately I had some knee surgeries that had some injuries that I had to stop playing in around about 2011, 2012 range. And it was during that time where I kind of was trying to figure out like, what do I do next? Cause I spent half my life, you know, pursuing this one thing that I needed to find something else to soften the blow. So randomly, I sold my car and I got a one-way train ticket and I moved to New York City to become a fitness model. That was like the dream. For some reason, I was like, you know what? I'm always working out. I feel like I'm in great shape. Why not make some money off of this? So I moved to New York and I was there for about a year. And what I realized when I was there, I was, this is not where I need to be. Now, I love New York. And I always say, when someone comes to me and they ask me, you know, I don't know where to go. I don't know what to do. Like, where do you recommend me moving to? I always say New York City, because I feel like they have an unlimited supply of options. But the way that the city is set up, you really get to see 
exactly what you are made of in that moment because there's things that New York brings out of you that no other city can bring out of you. And it brought it out of me. And when I was in New York, I got signed to an agency instantly, but I was working uh, retail at Tommy Bahama, shout out to TV, uh, on 45th and 5th Avenue. Now, while I was doing that, I was also doing catering services. I was doing side jobs to help you know, make the ends meet. Well, it got to the point where I just overextended myself and I had a nervous breakdown. And that was probably the, the spring of 2013. And I slipped into a deep depression. And I was on medication. I couldn't go to movie theaters. I couldn't sit in cars because I got so claustrophobic. Like I created this world of just, I was just, you know, to your point, I was stuck. I felt like I couldn't move. It was hard for me to sleep. I couldn't sleep. It was bad. I couldn't sleep without the light on. I couldn't do anything for a while. And it wasn't until about 2014, I gave my life up to Christ. So I'm a Christian. I gave my life up to Christ 2014. And it wasn't like an instant change. It was something that gradually happened. But what I realized was I was going through an identity crisis. And I spent all of my teens and all of my early 20s worshiping basketball that my identity was connected to performance in basketball and I was trying to shift that to modeling and I was worshiping the camera that everything I was doing was trying to look good for other people's approval and so I went through this deep dark you know depression and I realized as I was getting out of it that it wasn't that I was going through anything super traumatic. I was going through an identity crisis. I didn't know who I was. And as I, you know, gradually got out and, you know, to kind of piggyback onto why I'm here, a friend of mine that I was living with in New York moved to Los Angeles, one of my closest friends. And he called me one day and he said, hey, you should come out to LA and visit. I know you've been talking about, you wanted to you know, do this, you wanted to act this and the other. So I said, nah, I'm good. Now at that time I was still in my depression. I couldn't get on a plane. So it wasn't that I couldn't afford to go. I just could not go. And I remember plain as day, right before we hung up, he said, all right, well, if you change your mind, just let me know. So I took a shower that day and I remember just like tears just flowing down my face because I felt like I was living completely beneath my capability and I needed to get out, I needed to get unstuck. And I remember God telling me that I didn't create you to be this way. I need you to get your butt on that plane and I need you to fly to Los Angeles. And I was like, what? Ooh, who are you talking to like that? Right. <laughs> but, you know, and, um, and I did. And I made a promise to myself that no matter how uncomfortable I get, I sweat, you know, I shake, whatever. I'm not reaching into my backpack and taking an antidepressant. I'm not doing it. Mm. Now, at that time, you remember, like, with, with planes before, like, TV was, you know, it came with the flight. Mm -hmm. You had to swipe your card to watch television. Well, I didn't know how to work it. So for the five hours, I'm sitting there holding onto the seat with, with no music, no movie or TV. I'm just sitting there just like 
having an outer body experience. Well, we finally land. And at that time, there were no Uber or Lyft yet. So cabs were still a thing. And I got in the cab and I rolled the window down and I stuck my head out. And it was like everything that I felt over this whole year was gone. So that was July of 2013. And the day before was the last time I ever took an antidepressant. I haven't even taken another one. And it's funny, I, I did another a podcast about a year ago in New York. And it was the first time I've been back since I had my episode. Mm. And I kept all that time, that pill bottle was still with me. I had it as like a shrine of like, hey, like you think you can't get through this. Do you remember this? Yeah. And I remember I was there for 24 hours. I was only there for one day. I had to fly in, do the interview, fly back out. And I'm in the Uber and I'm texting on my phone. And as I look up for some reason, right there was the spot where I worked at, Ooh. right next to me. And I was like, Ooh. Right. And then I felt God yeah. tell me, when you get to the airport, you're going to take that pill bottle and you're going to throw it away. Yeah. You're going to leave that where you left it. Mm-hmm. And so I did. And, you know, ever since then, it, it's been a process, of course, I'm not perfect. You know, we still have our things that we go through. But as far as, you know, being depressed, or, you know, living in anxiety or angst or worry, you know, thank God, it, it, it's no longer where it was, or even near close to that seven years ago. You know, but I, I believe 100% of me, it, it was completely about identity. Mm-hmm. And I feel like a lot of people, you know, I'm sure we're going to talk about this too, feel stuck, not because they don't have the ability, they just don't know who they are. Mm. And we're, we live in a society where we're glorified by what, mm-hmm. you know, and you know, when, I, when we're in school, one of the first questions our teacher asks us is, what do you want to be when you grow up? Mm-hmm. What job, what career, you go to college, you know, you're defined by your degree, you know, I define myself through sports. We're never asked the question, who are you? Who do you want to be? Mm-hmm. What impact do you want to leave? Everything is conditioned to a specific thing that you do. And one of the things I live my life by is purpose is not the same thing as vocation. They're mm-hmm. not the same. And I think where, where people kind of get confused, because I think no matter what, one, no matter what your religious beliefs or your spiritual beliefs are, the one thing that we have in common is that we want to feel significant. Yeah. Everybody wants to feel like they're serving a purpose bigger than themselves. Mm-hmm. And to me, when people are in that spot and they're looking for a deeper meaning, like, what am I called to do? Who am I called to be? Especially right now, while we have like all this time in our head to focus and to think on stuff like that, I think we're attached to purpose and jobs and mm-hmm. career and vocation. And purpose has nothing to do with vocation. You can work on your purpose inside your vocation, but your purpose is not your vocation. You can't take that with you. Oof. So hey, you said so many yeah. things in it. Oh my gosh. First of all, first of all, <laughs> I think it's always amazing how you have these experiences individually in your life. And then you hear other people's stories and you're like, wow, God, you got like a template for how you yeah. do this, how you be changing people's lives, because yeah. there were so many markers in that. Um, one of the things I talk about in getting unstuck is again, working in McDonald's, I started to work for this gentleman, Mr. Don Thompson, 
I was a vegan. I was like, I don't, I'm here for the job, right? Um, right. He had such a spiritual purpose on what employment could do for people, what impacting the health and nutrition of that food could do for the people. And exactly to your point, what I saw in him was you have a purpose. It's not just the position. God put you in the position so you could fulfill your purpose, right? Yes. And we all have our own challenges. I talk all the time on the internet, amen, hello, Instagram, <laughs> about uh, I deal with anxiety. And it was mm. when I was getting interviewed and you do these executive interviews and it would be like three-day interviews, Ace, where they like sit you in a hotel room. And at the end of one of them, I asked the psychologist, like, you know, one, do you think I'm going to get the job? Because otherwise I want my time back. And two, right, why, right. why do you think that? And he said, oh yeah, they're going to hire you. You have very high anxiety. And that's what they need as executives in these corporations, because you're not going to sleep. You're going to work on these problems. You're going to be thinking all the time. Wow. These things are going to, and for me, it was like, oh, snap. Okay, yeah. so that's why you have to pay even more attention to your health and well-being because they're 100%. capitalizing on your deficiencies, right? They, wow. they understand that, but we're the ones living it who are like, I don't know what I'm supposed to. Well, they, they figured it out. Yeah. How do you figure it out? Right. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. That's so good. That's I mean, so good. and then the plane, I mean, I always say the plane, I feel like the closest to God because, I mean, mm. what else do you have to do except for talk to God? Yeah, I mean, it's really, you know, it, it, that and it's it's really kind of the only time where you're literally, everything is out of your hands. Yeah. Right? Like, when you're driving, like, there's there's circumstances that can happen, but you're still behind the wheel. Like, you can still kind of maneuver and try to avoid it, but you're literally at mercy to whoever's flying the plane. Yeah. Like, you know, if you don't have faith or feel like you don't, you do. Because, you, you, right. you know, like you have to believe that that pilot is going to land that plane because right. there's nothing you can do. You can't you can't help. For, so for the two to three to four to five hours or however long the flight is, you're flying in faith. Yeah. The Oof. entire time. That's a word for somebody right there. Yeah. I mean, you had faith when you, at this point in COVID-19, you had faith when you bought that ticket, amen, that they're going to be somewhere for you to go, that they're going to let you it. in. Hello. Right. Hello. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah. I love it. So, um, and fitness model for those people listening, you, that's why you should follow them on Instagram because yeah, that makes sense. So let me ask yeah. you this. So you get there, you get to LA now, how does that translate into, you have an entire business around new normal fitness Right. How did your health then play into your personal journey? Well, a lot of it too, you know, when I first moved here, so I actually, when I first started, when I first moved to Los Angeles, I started working at Tommy Bahama again. And I knew I had a job that transferred over. Um, so I knew when I moved here, I had a way to make money. But I also knew that I moved here for discovery. I didn't move here to rehash old stuff. And so I was at Tommy Bahama for like, maybe like three months. And I said, you know what? Like, I'm gonna get back into fitness again. Cause even when I was in New York, I wasn't in fitness at all. I was just working out for me, but I wasn't actually working in that field anymore. And I started working at LA Fitness in Hollywood. I was a, um, a, um, uh, I was a head of the personal training department. I was a director for personal training department. So I didn't train people, but I was the one that assigned clients to the trainers that we had. And we kind of, you know, through that process, I was kind of still trying to figure everything out. You know, I was like, man, I don't like working here, but I feel like there's something here for me. And 
that's another thing I feel like when we're stuck, we got to realize like, you know, this is about discovery. This isn't about knowing everything. Because if you knew everything that was coming your way, that was a blessing for you, you probably wouldn't be able to handle it. And, you know, when, I, when I'm dealing with people who want to lose weight, you got to understand you're always looking at it through the eyes you have now. You're not looking at it from the eyes of you 80 pounds lighter. You're only looking at it through the eyes you have right now. So your perception is everything. And one of the things that I live by is master the space that you're currently in. Don't wish to be in a different spot. Don't hope to be in a different spot. Where you are right now is where you're supposed to be. And there's something there that you need that you have to take with you so your character can sustain the new level that you're at. A lot of us want to reach a new level through wishing, not knowing that we don't have the character to sustain that position. So I knew that me being LA Fitness, although it wasn't ideal for me, it was imperative for my character. And so what I learned through that was I was observing how to run a business, the wrong way and the right way. And I believe one of the things too that helped me and maybe it'll help somebody in your audience is don't be in your job thinking that you are whatever that position is. Told you the fire, the fire trucks be rolling out here. They be rolling out here. That's okay. They want to make sure that people listen and they like pay attention. This part's important. Right. So like, I stopped thinking of myself as a fitness director for LA Fitness. And I started mm -hmm. thinking of myself as I'm an, I'm a encourager. I'm a teacher. I'm a coach who happens to work at LA Fitness. Yep. Right. So I started being more observant of how stuff is ran. What would I do differently and things like that. And then shortly after that, I started working for myself. Mm -hmm. And I start, I took all the bits and pieces that I liked that they did. And I got rid of the things that I didn't. And then I implemented what my gifts were. Mm -hmm. that I felt people were connected to and I built the business around that. Oof, that's powerful you right know? there. Yeah. So, yeah. And you know, I'm, I'm just a huge believer of, you know, using your gifts and your strengths. Yeah. You know, what are you gifted at? What do you do extremely well that no one has to tell you to do? You just do it. It's just who you are. It's an extension of you. Oh, man. Build your that. life around that. Yeah, yeah. I say all the time, your gift is the thing you do when nobody's paying you. Come on. That thing Come you just on. find yourself doing. Like all the time, people call me like, oh, I'm stuck. That's how I discovered it. So listen, Ace, I was on bed rest with my second child and I'm like mm. unable to get out of the bed. Here I've been like mm -hmm. this high performing executive and people still calling me talking about like, Mary, I'm stuck in my career. I need to do something different. I'm like, listen, I'm stuck. I'm physically stuck. Right. You see me? This is stuck. Right. You're fine. You get yourself right. on the internet, start talking to people on LinkedIn, network, call totally. your mentor. And that's how I was like, oh man, God is, yeah. that's how God told me, like, this is what you're meant to do. Because like you said, man, so for everybody listening, Ace has dropped you so many things in here, but this piece yeah. about your identity, listen, nobody yeah. is going to do this work for you. It's not easy work. That's, mm -hmm. I think, where people get caught up is that you think this is easy. It's not easy to spend time with yourself, to get to know yourself. But when you're setting a vision for the future that's different from your today, you have to start with who am I now? Right. Hey man, Lord, somebody, well, we well, need a church. That's the thing, and that's the thing too, you know, to, to kind of add to what you said, that's why I feel fitness is so important because mm -hmm. it's such a metaphor for how life actually works. 
Yeah. You cannot build muscle unless you build muscular endurance. Mm -hmm. You have to get uncomfortable to grow. You have to get sore. You have to put your body. The only way the muscle grows is if you're putting it under stress. Mm. If you're not putting it under stress, the muscle can't grow. That's the biggest difference between cardio and lifting weights. See, cardio does not build muscle. Mm -hmm. It burns calories. But as soon as you're done with the cardio, if you're running on the treadmill for an hour, as soon as you step off, you're done burning for that activity. Mm -hmm. But when you're lifting weights, the amount of stress and the pressure you put on your muscle, it's still burning calories and building and repairing itself with days on end. That's how our character works. When you're going through stress in your life, when you're dealing with stuff, it's not just in the moment. The way you handle it now is going to carry over and have residual growth effects day in and day on out after that, even when you don't see it. And that's why I believe a lot of people struggle is I was talking to someone not too long ago and they were saying, man, losing weight is just so hard. It's so hard. It's so difficult. I can't do it. And I said, it's difficult. It's hard. And he was like, yeah, man, it's just hard, man. Forget this. 2020 is canceled. I'm like, okay. <laughs> um, but then I asked him this question. I said, look, let me give you a scenario. What if I said I can scientifically prove and I have the facts and I have the testimonials and before and afters to prove it, that if you ate this diet and you did this workout for 24 hours, that the very next day you would wake up and have the body that you want, would you do it? He said, yeah, if it's scientifically proven, for sure. I said, okay, so the work isn't hard. Right. The work to get to where you want to get to isn't hard. The hard part is doing the work without seeing immediate gratification mm -hmm. and results from what you are doing. Mm -hmm. That's what gets people stuck in a lot of areas. It's not that it's difficult to be who you want to be, if there's a time when you're doing it and you're not seeing any results, that's yeah. the hard part. Yeah. Yeah. That it's part. the process of becoming that person. It's not the actual work you're doing. Yeah. It's the process of becoming it. You can do the work. You can eat the food and do the workout. That's not hard. You just said it wasn't. Yeah. It's just that when you do it and the next day, the scale doesn't change. Yeah. But when you do it the next day, you're not getting any new clients. Your business isn't growing. Your relationship is not growing because it's not about the moment. It's doing it consistently. Yes. That word. Consistently consistent. Discipline is key. Yeah. Because that is what strengthens your character. It's mm -hmm. not about doing anybody can do it for 24 hours. Right. Do you have the endurance to do this for six months? That's yeah. the question. Yeah. And turn it into a lifestyle. Right. I mean, mm -hmm. I think that's the, that's the thing I've lost over 50 pounds and wow. I mean, well, I mean, but it takes work. Right. And, and yeah. it's not just like doing it the first time. I think that's what all my girlfriends, it was like, we talk all the time about how people will come up and be like, girl, tell me what you did. Uh, a lot, yeah. <laughs> a lot. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. it's about, like you said, I mean, I think so much of it that people get stuck on is, it is going to, what's the quote? It's going to cost you who you are to become the person you want to be. Like, we got to put the chips down. Like, I ain't, yeah. I mean, now, granted, I bike slide every now and then. I mean, the pandemic is hard on a sister. But yeah, sure. I mean, so Ace, tell us, because I know I've seen your, the virtual boot camps and, and all of this. I'm in remote Minnesota. And so mm -hmm. what, what are your tips for somebody who is now hearing this 
they're ready to be consistent. But it, one of the things that I've seen just from watching on the internet is you've built a community that is supportive and empowering. It doesn't seem like it's a place where you're like, hey man, get your butt up, you're not doing good enough today. Yep. So what, what's your tip for somebody who's ready to now get started and get unstuck with their health? That's a great question. And I really appreciate you using the word community because that is the one thing that I wanted to create was a community. I didn't want to create classes. I wanted to create communities. Mm -hmm. I wanted the people taking it, whether in person or online, that we're a family. You know, we're not competing with one another. We are challenging one another, mm -hmm. but we're not competing with one another. The only person you're competing with is yourself. Yes, that part. You know, that's it. And it's, you want to come in to the class different than when the class is over. Mm -hmm. So who you are at the end is different than who you are at the start. Mm -hmm. You just got to get 1% better a day. That's it. So for someone that is ready to uh, invest in themselves, this is an investment. Yes. This is not an expense. This is you investing in you. So if you're ready to make the investment, and a part of making an investment, as you know, in business, you cannot ask what it costs. Right. This is an investment. Mm -hmm. So if you want to invest, you have to do what it requires. Mm -hmm. Okay. And the first thing I would recommend is you have to know why you're doing it. Mm. And you're really only going to be able to answer that question when you are ready to invest. Mm -hmm. Because if you're willing to sacrifice and to give yourself, you're only willing to do that if it's for a specific cause. Yeah. So if you know the why you want to do it, and it has to be beyond the physical part. Yeah. The physical part will take care of itself. But why do you feel getting in a better shape? What can you do with your life when you're 50 pounds lighter? What can you do with your life, you know, if, you're, if your lifestyle nutritional protocol is different? When you have more energy, what's your marriage life going to be? What's your business life going to be? What's your parent life going to be? What's your personal life going to be? Those are the questions that you have to ask yourself. Why is making this decision now so important for you to be someone different later? Mm -hmm. So asking that question. The second thing would be is understanding that everything doesn't work for everyone. Ooh, okay? that's a good one. Uh, one, one of the, the biggest things in fitness, and I'm going to be honest and transparent, that I think is really fraudulent in fitness, fitness preys on people's ignorance. Mm -hmm. And by ignorance, you know, I'm not meaning that in a derogatory way, but simply meaning people who do not know. Yeah. Right. There's, yeah. A, there's a difference between ignorance and stupidity. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people in fitness that come, they want to lose weight. They're, they're not knowing how to do it. So they're basing their process on someone else's. Mm -hmm. So you have to know that every diet or every nutritional protocol is not going to work for everyone. You have to find what works for you. Yeah. My class may not be for you, and that's mm -hmm. fine. You have to find what works for you. Mm -hmm. Find something that works for you, and that's going to take trial and error. Mm -hmm. Find something that works for you. If it's playing basketball, if it's running, if it's lifting weights, if it's making an investment to buying some equipment, buying some kettlebells, do what works for you and find a way of eating that works for you long term. If you don't see yourself eating this a year from now, don't do it. Yeah. I don't believe in diets. If you can't yeah. eat this way in six months, don't do it. Yeah. Yeah. What good, what good is getting results if you can't sustain it? But Ace, it is going to be a little difficult in the beginning, right? Like I remember when I was going vegan and the first couple of times I had kale, I was like forever, forever, Jesus, forever, yeah. forever. And now kale is my favorite thing. Like you can't keep me from a kale 
something. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, there right. is a level, like you were saying before, with the building the muscle, there is a level of discomfort somebody should expect when they start this journey. Is that fair? 100%. Okay. No, that's 100% fair. And that's why it's very important when you're ready to invest, you know, coming into it, this, there's part of it that I'm not going to like. Right. Right. I'm just not going to like it. Right. You know, but that, but that's why it's very important to know why you're doing it in the first place, because mm -hmm. the stronger your why is, the more you're going to put up with the resistance. Yeah. Oof. Yeah. You know, so the more that you know, like, okay, this is, this is not just what I'm doing it for. This is who I'm doing it for. Mm -hmm. And so when you don't feel like cooking your food, when you, when you, when you're having temptations of having that pizza, you know, or, or cheating on your nutritional protocol, the why is going to help stand firm. Yeah when it's time to come to that crossroad, because there's going to be a crossroad where the old you and the new you are going to meet. Mm-hmm. Oof. And the old you has more roots. So it's going to be easier for you to succumb to old ways. But if, you're, if your why is strong, that new you has just enough power in there to steer that train to go the other way. So that's why before going into it, I never talk about the training or the, or the nutrition. I never do yeah. it. Yeah. Because I can tell you what to do, but if your why is not strong enough, it's not going to hold up when things get hard. It's not going to, yeah. especially if you want long-term sustainable adherence, mm -hmm. your reasoning for doing it has got to be up front and center. Yeah. I love that. I mean, I think the other part of that, I know I do that all the time, right? Where like, there was a period when I got back into chip witches and it was like, oh, Meredith. You yeah. know, you and Chip, which is aren't friends, you know, this is yeah. nothing you should do, right? But yeah. to your point, I think there's a piece of it that is just the awareness of like, I'm mm -hmm. going to listen to myself. And I always say, if you start with an end in mind, right? For me, like, yeah. if you start on the slippery slope, and then like you said, you let yourself sink back into this identity of, I'm now the person that eats Chip, which is for breakfast. No, 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 mm -hmm. nay, nay. We said we were going to do this for like a day right. or a week, or there's going to be some in yeah. time to it right i think yep. that helps people so that you don't and then the other thing you said that i i man this is like exactly it is that so for me at one point ace uh i was blind i mm. was working so hard i um was eating i mean amen somebody i love a mcdonald's i'm not saying anything bad about Come mcdonald's but uh, they, they had a two for one special. And I went into marketing to be like, this is a terrible idea. This is a terrible <laughs> idea. I've been now having like two quarter pounders a day. This is terrible. Look at me. This is a terrible idea, right? Yeah. But for anybody listening, don't do that. I mean, just limit yourself, right? Everything in yeah. moderation. But I went from having double vision to triple vision to seeing eight, right? And at the point that I went into the doctor, I <laughs> lost my vision completely. And the doctor said, what's the last thing that you want to see? So they had to do a series of spinal taps. And in that, um, they would come in every day and say, like, Mayor, can you see today? And after the first time they did it, I was like, that's okay. God will tell me when I can see. I don't need to do this every day. I don't need to keep reinforcing what's happening wow. in the physical. God's asking me to do something in the spiritual. And to your point exactly, what I got out of that was my whole life I'd been wanting to be a writer. I had to shift everything that I did centering on, I still want to be a writer. If you're going to take my vision, that's fine. I'm a writer. Amen, somebody. When you have True. a purpose that clear, that is your why. And for me, with my fitness, that was what enabled me to do my why. And I think sometimes people get distracted thinking, okay, I have to be so into fitness now. This is who I am. I don't think that's true. You have to know that in order for you to do whatever it is that you've been put on this earth to do, you have to have a physical body in which to do that with. That's just the yeah. truth. True. This is the truth. So now I love that. 
I, well, I mean, this is what I'm saying. This is the beauty of the podcast because it's like yeah. the universe puts you together because somebody listening is still yeah. thinking, oh, yeah. I don't, I'm not, I'm not going to do the weights, Ace. I'm not going to, I get up at 4 a.m. and I just walk with my dog. Come on. Whatever it's brings you joy, something. right? Another thing too, like to your point, you know, everything you said was, was, was really, really spot on and, and very good. Like it was awesome what you said. And just that, just to piggyback off that, because everything you said, I, I can't even follow that up. Um, you also got to know who you are and who you're not, right? Some people can dive all in and just like, you know what, I'm all in. I don't need to ease my way in. Some people may be a different personality where they have to just go little by little. And, you know, there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with, you know, okay. This week I'm cutting out this, or this week I'm adding this. There's nothing wrong with taking your time. There's nothing wrong with that. You may not be that person that can just go dive all the way in and just go gung ho. You know, I'm somebody where I can just cut it off. That's just me. That doesn't make me better than you. That just makes me unique to me. Right. You know, but another thing you said that was really good was, you know, I, I, I lead a growth track program in my church. And uh, a young lady came to me and we we're talking about fitness and, you know, she was saying the same thing. Like, I don't know what to do. How do I do it? And I said, well, if you look at it from a spiritual sense, working out and, and, and taking care of your body is an act of praise and worship because you're taking something that God gave you that you don't deserve and you're making a decision to make it the best that you possibly can be. Amen. Yeah. Because your purpose is attached to your health. Mm -hmm. So if you aren't healthy enough for you, yeah. you're not going to be healthy enough to serve your purpose. There you go. Period. Period. This, this isn't about having a six pack. This right. isn't about bench pressing 450 or squatting or running a mile in four minutes. This is about... Are you healthy enough mm -hmm. to maximize your purpose to the fullest ability? Yeah. That's it. That's it. That's it. I mean. That's all I, it is. Yeah. So when, you, when you're waking up and you're like, I ain't going to do it, you're delaying. Yeah. Just, yep. know what you're, just know subconsciously and indirectly what you are mm -hmm. actually saying to yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Nah, yeah. my purpose can wait. Nah, right. the people I'm supposed to help can wait. Nah, my family can wait. Yeah. That's what you're saying to yourself. If you are not alive, you can't help anyone. No. No. So self-care does not mean you're selfish. Oof. You're actually selfless. Oof. Because you're 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 conditioning yourself to be able to serve more. Yeah. The reason why you want to be yeah. healthy is not necessarily for you, it's yeah. so you could be more of service. Yes. In return, you will be taken care of. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's such an inspiration to other people, particularly when you are a busy person, particularly when people already see you producing all of these things, when you can also say yes, and I make yep. time for myself, I get up an hour earlier, I, you know, stay up a little bit later, I get up and do sit ups between that inspires somebody who's watching you, because I think mm -hmm. all of us, I, I reject this idea that there's certain people who are born leaders, we all are meant to lead where we are mm -hmm. today. And I think mm -hmm. even being able to share that journey with your family, with your community, so that people can see this is not a, a quick fix. This is a day by day decision that you start to make. 
right. that, that if you have the right guidance can have long-term results. Self-discipline is, is the highest form of self-love you can have. You know, when, 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 you, when you love yourself so much that you give yourself boundaries, that you, give, you live by a code where you're not going to, to the best of your ability, do things that's going to sabotage your purpose, I think that's the highest form of self-love you can have, where you won't get in your own way. You know, like, there are people that are going to come and go along the way. There are going to be friends that we're going to have to reposition. There's going to be careers that we're going to have to reposition or leave from, you know, and I think with this pandemic um, that's going on, I think it, it's really given people an opportunity to see what's really important and what's really not. And it's given us time where we're not distracted with anything that if you're using this time right, you can get a lot of clarity on your life if you use this time right but yeah you know i just think when you condition yourself to not get it in your own way because we have complete control of all the things that we decide to do i think that is the highest form of self-love you can have is when you make a mission statement that you're not going to get in your own way Oof. period period Oh my gosh. I feel like we can't really go too much more than that because that is all of it. And I think that fits in so much with even the name of your company, New Normal Fitness, and that it really is committing to here. That's what everybody keeps saying. Well, it's a new normal. It's a new normal. What if you centered your life around your gift? What if you centered your life around investing in yourself? Listen, Ace, thank you so much. You know, for everybody listening, we've had more than our share of technical difficulties, but it is 100% yeah. worth it because somebody yeah. listening to this is going to realize that you are worth it. I say yeah. that all the time. It is not going to be easy, but it will be worth it. And 100%. your fitness is just like your career. It's just like your relationships. It's just like your financial health. None of this is easy, but you have examples of how it is worth it. So uh, Ace, tell me this now. So for people to be able to connect with you, to learn more about New Normal Fitness, where should they go? Uh, so you can go to follow me on Instagram at I am Coach Ace. And on Instagram, the New Normal Fitness, it's uh, Instagram is New Normal Fitness. And uh, NewNormalFitness.com, the website. Boom. Um, you know, we post every day on Instagram, the classes, the workouts and stuff like that. Um, if anybody has any inquiries, you can email us. Um, the email is on the website. Uh, info um, at newnormalfitness.com and um, yeah you know this is a process we're getting through this together this is about adapting and pivoting and um, you know I really do believe that whoever is listening to this I do believe someone's gonna get a breakthrough I'm believing and expecting that um, but I think this season is necessary for a lot of us to really uncover who we are really meant to be and I mm -hmm. think we had to go through something that's unfortunate you know I don't wish any harm or, or death on anybody but I do believe that a lot of things had to get shut down for us to really see, okay, like I need, I need to do some work here. And I think a lot of things had to get closed off and shut down in order for us to see that. Oof. I think that's a powerful message for somebody right now. You know, I, I think that is the hard part, right? There's something you have to let go of to have space for something new and that is a very personal journey for everybody to go through on their own. But I want to thank you for your time because I think 
one of the best things out of this pandemic has been that people are able to connect and collaborate in a way Absolutely. that we didn't have before, right? This geography has been shut down. Technology has really enabled us to do so many more things. So I thank you for your time. Hey, man, and I thank you for the inspiration that you are on the internet because I think it's a beautiful thing, especially for those of us in colder states. I know we'll be watching those warm weather workouts. Like, yeah. hey, it's, it's something, something better than yeah. looking at the snow. So thanks for that. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for having me. Um, you know, I appreciate it and I admire everything that you're doing. I can't wait to read the book. Yes. Uh, much success on your journey and, and your purpose. And, and I really do believe that, um, you know, you got a lot coming your way. So just keep oh, doing what you're doing and stay true to you. Thank you. Hey, I received absolutely. it. I received that. Hey, thanks everybody for listening to this episode of Getting Unstuck with Meredith Moore Crosby. Uh, to learn more, go to gettingunstuckguy.com backslash podcast. And be sure to leave me your questions, your comments. And if you have questions for Ace, be sure to either hit him up on Instagram or drop me a voicemail on Anchor. If you have a challenge that you'd like to hear us discuss more in the future, I am here to help.